1: And I'm Ray Ray, and, and this, this is, is our, our house. house. Welcome back to the House of Hockey podcast. I'm Breezy, and
0: I'm Ray Ray. This is what Breeze, episode thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're
1: getting up there.
0: Yeah, it's sort of fitting because of like the unlucky thirteen, and on this episode Ooh. we. Talk to um, Bayou Bender, that's his handle on Instagram, um, Corey Fleetwood, uh, that's his real name, who lives in New Orleans and it's super spooky. So like, it's kind of perfect that this is episode 13 and uh, we talk all about the history of hockey in the state of Louisiana, the city of New Orleans, the lack thereof, some of the the pro players who came out of there, um What else did we talk to Corey about? Everything. His accent's amazing.
1: It is. I, gosh, I don't even know. I feel like I was just like tunnel vision on his accent that I I just kind (laughs) of, I don't even know what we talked about. (laughs) We, yeah, we talked a lot about so much of the history of
0: no hockey in the South, right? I mean, there's no, there's not, I think he said there's not even one arena. There's not even- ice in New Orleans to skate on. So there's no rec leagues. There's no um, AHL system or ECHL system at all anymore. They had one. And we, we dive into the history of, of all of the minor teams and the minor systems that were in New Orleans. And there's a, or, and then in the state of Louisiana, there's... There's the, the mud bugs. I think you'll really enjoy hearing his interview, especially uh, hearing what it's like to be a hockey fan in a city where there is literally no hockey. He couldn't, there's lots of parties, lots
1: of parties, lots of parties. We like
0: parties (laughs) in true new Orleans fashion. Yeah. Yes. Um, So that's, what's coming up and it's a really wonderful interview. And we think it's going to bring you a lot of light and joy and laughter and and things like that, and that's, you know, really what we strive to do here on the podcast. But we, uh, Breezy and I both felt we, we had to address everything that's been going on in the nation, the world, with um, the protests, the riots, all stemming from, I, I would say, the George Floyd murder uh, in Minnesota, and we, on the previous episode, which you listened to, we did not address it. We, we were not able to get on and talk about it uh, in, the, in the moment when everything was happening and it was Blackout Tuesday on social media and all of that. And we just wanted to address it with you all here and let you know that we do not support any kind of racism in the world or in the hockey community or on the podcast, Uh, we are working to be as anti-racist as we can. I know every single day for the last like basically week and a half now when this comes out, I have been reading watching ted talks um watching documentaries and doing everything i can to better educate myself so that i can be actively anti-racist and we do not support racism of any kind or any isms of any kind on our podcast we will not allow that to happen here we will not allow that to happen on our social media channels um and in the community. And, and I know, and I'm good, Breezy's going to say something in a second. And I know that if I see it or hear it in at games, anywhere I go in this hockey world that we are, and if I see it or hear it, I know I will use my voice and I will speak up.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's all you really can do is just show your support and, um, I mean, like you, I'm kind of taking this time to I've been a little bit silent on social media, but I've been taking this time to really try to educate myself and educate others around me that may not uh, be up to speed or whatever that is. And so um, I think you you need to take time for yourself and and comprehend what's going on um, before you can can really come out and and show um, show all all sides of, of your support. So. I mean, today uh, I went through and, and I posted all of the current NHL players who are black on, on Instagram, on our on hunks of hockey. There's And there were what? How many? This shows
0: uh, a, a part of the systemic racism problem in our country and in the sport of hockey. Yeah,
1: yeah I think I, I think I, I think it was 15 of them. Um, that's not including any of those that are in the uh, AHL or any of the lower leagues, but um current top level NHL level um that's what was posted which is crazy because there's there's not that many um but I I have to admit um I was a little bit surprised because I went through each each team and I I was kind of looking through and I was like wow there's uh there's not as many as I had thought but there was more than I had thought so uh I also got a little bit of uh a little lesson there too and um i and i gotta say when i was posting it i i got all the photos where they're like kind of like cool and like cool looking and so i was like dang like the feed looks cool now because it, it just really shows and like i i felt um i felt like i i did something even though it was it was very little of what i did so um but yeah i think the most important thing is just to know that uh ray ray and i both uh completely uh support what uh black lives matter and mm-hmm. um and we want to be able to take this time to uh educate ourselves and just because we're not super active on social media doesn't mean that we uh, forgotten about it uh don't support it anything like that um i just think that the two of us, i think i can speak for the two of us when sure. i say that we're we're taking this time to educate ourselves and learn more and just be more aware of what's going on and uh going out and, and smiling at people that, that need it. Exactly.
0: And we are doing what we can in the immediate with our platforms, as Breezy said. Um, yeah, it might be little, a little action to you know post every single active NHL Black player on, on hunks of hockey feed. Um, But these are the things we can do in the immediate that we know are going to uh, show support and be effective. And um, I'm going to be doing the same sort of thing that I can on on my account at the Hockey Lady, though it is uh, solely about me learning to play hockey and uh, educating people about the hockey world, the hockey community, hockey terms. And I think um, you'll be seeing some more content from me that is um, inclusive of the black community and highlighting these players, highlighting some of the history of uh, the black players in in the league and that sort of thing. Cause those are the things I can do. And, you know, gosh, I just, I really (laughs) thought I knew a lot about racism in our country. And it's really unfortunate that it's taken something of this magnitude to show me that like, I only know the tiniest bit and it's opened my eyes and everything I've read and watched and listened and learned and conversations I've had with you Breezy, with other people in my life, I've learned so much more and I just, I wanna do it all, right?
1: Like we wanna do it all. We wanna, we wanna. And and you wanna do it right too. You you don't want to do it in in a bad way or in a wrong way, if there Mm -hmm. is a wrong way, but um, I think that you want to be you know supportive as you can possibly do and can be. And, um, but you also want to be a light that maybe some people who are just overwhelmed with with everything going on, they want to have a sort of light where they might be able to take thirty seconds out of the day and, and not, you know, have a post about something just to to keep their their mental health uh, yeah. strong. So um, yeah, yeah. So we're doing everything we, we can possibly do uh in the meantime and we're going to try to do as much as we possibly can
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but we're always open to to talking and listening and and hearing you out too yes
0: and we've reached out to a handful of diverse guests since then we've we've done a pretty decent job of keeping a diverse uh guest list on, on the podcast, but we can do better, we can do more. We've already reached out to people asking them um, who are black to come on and talk about just their experience in hockey, and not necessarily uh, the movement or, or civil rights or being anti-racist just to diversify the world that we see. And that's something we can actively do and are doing. Um, so just know that We support Black Lives Matter. We support all of you who listen. If you know of any uh, wonderful guests that fall under any of the diversity categories that you think would be wonderful to have on, you know how to get in touch with us um, on our social media. But we felt it was really important to let you guys know how we feel and how we've been reacting and processing everything.
1: Yep. It's taken a minute, but we're we're getting there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it could happen overnight and I I know when like the light bulbs go off in my head, I want to just do every single thing possible to be a better person. And I strive to do that every day in my life. And, and, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to go protest and I have to put this video on my feet and I want to make this post and I want to call this person. And I want to, I want to text my black friends and I want to do like, you know, and it, and it's like, okay, wait, 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 like, let's, <laughs> we're going to do all of these things, but we need i I need to be more educated first, so that I can be really clear on my stand and and talking about it and clearly exactly. i'm I'm not I'm not there yet, but uh, <laughs> every day I take time to learn so yeah, but here on this podcast, um, we hope that you find some light and entertainment and we're going to do all the things we mentioned to bring more uh, diversity and Black lives to our
1: podcast. I agree. Yeah. So we uh, we have a great guest on that yes. note uh, coming up here shortly. So yeah, we, we mentioned he's uh, <laughs> he's from New Orleans. Yes. And Ray, right? You lived in uh, in Louisiana for a bit, right? I did. I love New Orleans. I
0: support that city. I fell in love with that city. I went to college there. I went to Loyola uh, University of New Orleans and I had the best time. And then I, I worked in Baton Rouge at a news station after that for two years. And I mean, talk about a diverse city culture community of people and the love in that city is so strong and I loved every minute, the food, the accents, the parties, the Mardi Gras, the jazz fest, the, um, gosh, I, I love that city. I, I miss it every day. Um, not just because of the immense amount of alcohol you can consume and <laughs> you can have an open container and all that kind of stuff, but- um, Those three for one
1: beers get
0: me. <laughs> Cause you've been, right Breeze, to visit? I have,
1: yeah. I have and was, you remember uh, very little of it right <laughs> actually I remember a lot of it I was good, good. I was good well I mean I my some one of my best friends lives in Atlanta so I flew to him and then we did a little road trip so we left so I like flew in I landed at like 5 a.m. and we left immediately from Atlanta to drive to New Orleans so that first night, uh, we only just saw a little bit. But the, la- the next two nights, um, yeah, I mean, I remember pretty much everything. I, I remember I got mm, pretty pretty good one night. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that, that city is, is incredible. It's so much fun. I need to go back. Mm-hmm. I want to go back. And I feel like I got to go see a Mud Dogs game. Mud Bugs. Mud Bugs.
0: Mud, Mud bugs. Dogs. Mud, Mud dogs. Bugs. Mud dogs. I don't, I'm sure that's a team somewhere. Mud bugs. Yeah.
1: Like the crawfish. Yeah. That's like a, yeah. their word for Even crawfish. I'm terrified of them because remember. Why? Remember I told you I don't want crustaceans in my little hands. Oh yeah. Yep,
0: doesn't mm, mm, not doing it. Well, they taste delicious when you boil them up real good. And I bet I can show you how to uh, eat crawfish. I've shown a few friends here in Los Angeles uh, how to peel and eat crawfish. I learned my time there. I didn't even know what the hell crawfish was until I lived there. Uh, I learned I learned so much uh, during my time there, and I made some really great friends, and and had some great memories i uh <laughs> man i you know i was never one of those like blackout drinkers uh, yeah. i never have been
1: i mean i've yeah. definitely been yeah, real it's happened yeah i, I agree with you. i only like to get a buzz i don't like to get drunk yeah. But, and I was yeah.
0: that way even in my time in New Orleans in college. Like, I mean, I could drink a lot more. Like, I could put, put back like five aca sodas and, you know, still be of yeah. my my tolerance was pretty high. But uh, yeah. I, I remember everything. And I will share this fun fact with everybody here because everybody oh. always assumes this to be the case. And it is not. And I'm going to go on the record and say I don't know
1: even what you're going to say, but you look really intense right now. It's, it's real serious, Breezy. Okay.
0: All right. I have never flashed my breasts for Mardi Gras beads ever. Oh, wow. You know wow. why? You know why? Because wow. they're worth more than a piece of five-cent plastic. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You it's heard it funny. Never done it.
0: Never, never done, done it. it. Though I have been on one of those balconies... Uh, throwing beads, and um, you know, people just want the beads, and they are willing to show you
1: all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. <laughs> I was on a balcony as well, and there was like these little boys like drumming in the streets. Yeah, and they were throwing their drumsticks up to us, and we were throwing down some beads to them, and it was a good it's time. Fun hit me
0: up. If you ever go to new Orleans, I will give you recommendations. I know our guest Corey would be happy to give you recommendations on like my favorite places to go, uh, that are off bourbon street. That's my number one tip is get one cocktail, the a three for one beer, if you will, breezy or yep. uh, a hand grenade or, you know, whatever your drink of choice is, start at the beginning of bourbon and just walk slowly down bourbon all the way to the end don't go in anywhere just walk look take it all in because you can drink on the street and then go to frenchman which is at the end of bourbon and go listen to some wonderful
1: live music and um, dance your face off dance face off so yeah. what do you call a guy from new orleans that never tells the truth oh god um i don't know what do you call him a jumbo liar. <laughs> Thank you. Here all day. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. That was good. We needed a, something really cheesy uh, like that I to know. laugh. We, our voices were a little down. I know.
0: <laughs> I know, but you know, I think it's uh, just a reflection of how we feel and how I think a lot of people feel, but uh, we... <laughs> I'm going to share a ghost story about my time in new Orleans. Cause that's, you know, this is episode 13, 13 is spooky or bad luck. Some people think it's good luck. <clears throat> and, uh, there, uh, well, so in college, when I lived with my college roommate, she could have swore she saw a ghost in our apartment. We lived off campus and I never saw him, but, but she swore, swears we had one. Um, I did have a couple of instances in that apartment where um, it felt like somebody pushed, pressed their hand against my cheek, like mm-hmm. um, like caress your cheek, you know? And I was not okay. asleep. You know, I was like in that state of like, you're almost awake. Um, and yeah. somebody would sit on the edge of my bed. Like you could, no. yeah, you could feel the bed like go down and you hear uh, it, right? Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. the bed creaks, right? And you feel like a, a weight if somebody
1: sits on the edge of your bed. Um, yeah, I'm not sleeping in that room. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm gone. Nah, there wasn't harmful. And if you're scared, you just
0: tell the ghosts, go to the light. If you have if you have bad intentions, you can't stay here, and um, you have to leave. And you're not welcome. And don't bother I've me. I've seen
1: so many scary movies and that does not work. <laughs>
0: yes, it Are does. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? It worked. It worked when I picked up a ghost at a bar when I lived in Orlando and brought him home to my apartment. And you Yudis- picked
1: up a ghost at a bar.
0: Of course I did. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Of course, of course, right? Makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, again, this is like a whole nother, a whole nother episode I could do just telling you the experiences I've had. And a bunch of you are, have already stopped listening because you're like, ghosts aren't real. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, but I think they are. And I think uh, there's other, everything is energy. Uh, the table oh, yeah. is energy everything's energy and i don't think we know the half of what is really out there in the world do you have any ghost stories oh, did you man. feel spooked
1: when you were in new orleans uh no it was probably because i had quite a few uh, three for one brewskis but uh you know before i went there i wanted to go on a ghost tour mm-hmm. and because i i'm obsessed with ghost stories even though i'm terrified of ghosts uh completely obsessed with like spooky stuff and there is a story uh it's called uh zach and abby i believe okay and if you i mean i'm pretty sure that's what their names are i feel really terrible for saying that if it's wrong but basically they were friends and uh they met whatever yeah addy zach and addy you were right on. yeah zach and addy and um Anyway, he ended up, Zach actually ended up uh, killing Addie and, like, cut her up into pieces and, like, left her, like, like body parts, like, in the fridge and on the stove and this and that, and then he ended up, like, committing suicide, but, um, yeah, it was just crazy, and they, I heard that they have the stove and the fridge and that her body was in, in a haunted museum in New Orleans, and you can actually, like, see it, which is really morbid, but, like, really, like not cool, but, like, just, like, whoa. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I get – there's a uh, the hotel, I guess, that he had committed suicide off of. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, my friend walked past it, and she said she got weird vibes. Yeah. But, like, their apartment was above, like, a, a psychic reading place, I think it was. Or, like, a, I don't know. It was weird. So, if yeah. I – when I go back, I, I do want to see that. But other than that, ghost stories, uh, I'm terrified of ghosts. <laughs> Apparently my room is haunted, so yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I've never huh. seen anything in here, but. What do you mean?
0: Whoever's in here,
1: I'm good. Right, and you just yeah. say, you know, you're, you can be here, but just don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, don't bother me, don't touch me, don't sit on my bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the uh, there's, a, there's a lot of history
0: with um, voodoo. Uh, voodoo yeah. magic and the voodoo religion in new orleans because yeah. of uh the history of that city um so there's
1: <laughs> there's, there's some, a lot there's some truth to that oh my gosh i had an alligator when i was there <gasps> i wanted to yes! try alligator for my entire life and <laughs> i ended up but it was like alligator sausage i was expecting like you know like a little gator and like on like mm-hmm. a skewer that's
0: wasn't, what i had. wasn't
1: bobby it wasn't bobby boucher style but i wish it was
0: it was delicious it's really good there's this awesome uh place called oh shit like it's not coming to me but they serve alligator cheesecake so it's like a savory cheese it's not sweet like sweet cheesecake but it's stuffed with alligator, andouille sausage, crawfish. It's the best thing you will ever have. And it's at a place in Uptown. Oh my God, the name's just escaping me right now. But, um, oh, Krabby Krabby Jack's, that's the, one of his restaurants, that chef, but it's phenomenal. But then I had actual alligator on a stick out down in the bayou. I I worked in, I went to, I think it was the Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival,
2: okay. and
0: it's, like, way down, way in the bayou over lots of bridges and marshland, and, marsh and okay. um, there was, like, a um, festival, and I had Al, I was like, I gotta get me some fried alligator, so yeah. I did, Ooh. It's, it's good stuff,
1: tastes yeah. like chicken. It kind of does. I mean, it's it's a little tougher. A mixture between like steak and chicken, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, Yeah. it was good, and I had it in sausage form, so that makes perfect sense. It does steak, steak, chicken, sausage, steaks.
0: (laughs) you know what i had never had before when i but when i got to know i had chicken fried steak and i had a total jessica simpson moment of like is this chicken or steak oh like, i had never i had never i'm from chicago what like i don't i uh, I'm, I'm polish and like we don't have chicken fried steak like we
1: i mean come on and your life has now changed since having chicken fried steak oh yeah
0: and it's oh yeah steak but with chicken
1: yeah batter fried batter yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you know flavor really good chicken fried steak who? and i'm probably going to be told or made fun of for this but bob's big boy in Toluca lake really i mean it's like huge like it like take it's like whoa it's big but man after a night out of drinking that <laughs> thing is hits the spot this is the part of the podcast where we let
0: you, yes you, hockey fans, take the mic and tell your story of interacting with an NHL player, past or present.
3: Hey, this is DJ Flook from StadiumScene.TV. I'm here to share a story about the time I met my childhood hero, Joe Sackick, uh in Nashville of all places. Uh, so back when I was in, College. My dad and I we used to take a, a Christmas time uh, trip down to Nashville when I was in Indiana. We'd drive down there, spend the day. We'd walk around, uh, you know, Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, Broadway Street. And uh, and and we'd kind of hang out before the game. And the first year we were down there, we were down seeing Colorado. Joe Sackick was my childhood favorite player, and so we spent the morning trying to figure out where the player hotel was. And we finally figured out that the teams are staying. At the Renaissance Hotel about two blocks or so north of the stadium, they actually walked to the stadium before the game. So we ended up kind of loitering around and as we were walking up the, uh, this little hill to get to the, the Renaissance, we ended up actually running into Joel Quenville, uh, Blackhawks legendary coach now. He was coaching Colorado at the time and very, very nice guy. Don't let the act on TV of him being this angry, grumpy guy fool you. It's, it's an act. Uh, very, very nice man, but, we, we go up the stairs and – or up the hill. We're standing outside of the hotel. There were a group of fans out there who figured this out as well. As Colorado Avalanche players start walking out uh of the hotel, they drop their bags off, and they're walking out to the arena for the game. And I'm standing there waiting, waiting. At, you know, most of the players come by. i like, Neil Hayduk was there. I'm uh, drawing blank on who else. But finally, I'm sticking my head in the hotel – waiting for him, waiting for him, nothing, nothing. And finally, like, just as I was about to give up, I look up, and here he comes down the escalator carrying his garment bag and his suitcase, and it was just kind of like a oh, moment for me that my childhood hero was, was coming down the escalator. And, you know, they say don't meet your heroes because, you know, they're more likely to disappoint you. Totally not the case with, with Joe Sackick. You know, his, his nickname of Gentleman Joe is absolutely true. He went out and he visited with everybody. He took pictures, uh, signed autographs. I mean, very, very, very nice man. And just kind of further emphasized him being a childhood hero for me. But, you know, I'm, I'm walking around. I get my picture taken, and I have this horrible picture of me with him where I decided to buy a cowboy hat in Nashville and walk around like an idiot. And, uh, you know, that that was it. So I, childhood hero. I'm so so thrilled that I had the chance to meet him.
0: Thanks for sharing your story on the House of Hockey podcast. We'd love to hear your story. If you have one of interacting with an NHL player, past or present, just call our phone number 323-438-2648. Tell us your name, tell us the NHL player's name and the team they play for, and then tell your story in five minutes or less. And you just might hear it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. We went from like heavy to weird with ghost stories and food and everything. I'm talking about gators. So, but that's life, gators. guys. That's life.
1: That
0: is life. And uh, well, uh, should we send we it? Yeah, let's bring Corey in. Les et les bon temps brule. Let the good times roll. <laughs> I know, I told you it was cheesy, Corey. Oh, no. uh, because we are bringing some New Orleans to the House of Hockey. Please welcome Corey Fleetwood, a.k.a. on Instagram, Bayou Vendors. Welcome.
2: Well, hi. Uh, that was a great intro. Uh, There's more. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> All right.
0: There's more. See. Corey is the self-proclaimed messiah of New Orleans hockey revival. And Corey is also on the same network as... Breezy and I, and before I let you even say anything more, I have to give you the biggest thank you, Corey, because you are literally the whole reason that Breezy and I are on the Hockey Podcast Network, because you found me on Instagram and recommended that I be on Grant's uh, Blackhawks podcast, The Hungry for Hawks Talk, and everything literally went from there. So officially, publicly, thank you.
2: No problem. Uh, I guess that, that, <laughs> that's that Southern hospitality. No, I actually, uh, yeah, I saw one of your videos. And I was like, wow, she's doing like everything I want to do for New Orleans. But people down here really just don't pick up on hockey that well. But like, I loved your I loved your stuff. And then it just so happened. Grant was going out of town. and I was like, they need a Chicago person. She's perfect. You know, uh-huh. and then I found out that Breezy was coming on and I went and looked at her stuff. And it's just as it's as hilarious as it can be. It, is, it proves the point, you know. Like you, you don't have to not be a woman. Like a, a woman, sorry. You know, hockey players—they're—they're they're gorgeous, you know. So it's just like you know exactly which ones are going to be up there. I love that. There's a Tyler Sagan Sunday. I think that is hilarious. Like I know that women find him just absolutely, you know, like God's gift. It's great. I love. I love what you guys have done, and I was just so happy to find out that you guys were going to be a part of this
1: well thank you yeah thank you so much yeah i was uh
0: i just i told you when as this was all developing and breezy and i were figuring out our plan and everything i was like i promise we will have you on the podcast and (laughs) do something and i really wanted to talk to you because if people haven't figured out Uh, by the intro and your accent you are from new orleans (laughs) you live in new Uh, orleans
2: born and and raised uh i still live in the house i grew up in just about you know like uh i spent like ages one to three across the street and then four to 28 now where where i'm at except for like that six year i mean six month process of you know hurricane katrina but you know I guess I got traded, you know, that's the easy, that's the easy way to put it.
0: You got traded across the street. Well, I, I don't know that I've talked about this on the podcast. Maybe I have, but I briefly, lived in, I think I uh, did. I breezy. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I'll reiterate that really quickly that I lived in new Orleans from, <clears throat> I went to college at Loyola of new Orleans from Oh three dating myself here, whatever to Oh seven. And then from Oh seven to Oh nine, I lived and worked in Baton Rouge and in, in local nice. news and, New Orleans has a very special place in my heart, and I fell in love with that city. I still love that city. I love listening to you talk, Corey. It makes me feel like I'm <laughs> right back at home, and and I ju- it just gives me – it feels like I've just put a warm blanket on. No, <laughs> Like, it, it, that might be creepy, but in well, the, like, what, the most nice way. that's what New nice Orleans way.
2: does to people. It's, it's a small – it's a city, but it doesn't feel like one. It's very small – uh, tight-knit communities and everybody's kind of got the same idea you know it's just yeah. the days the days for working and the nighttime just for relaxing with friends and the weekends are just filled of fake tourism you know everybody's a, a tourist when you go to new orleans like even when i worked out there like i've walked down the streets when i get bored you know it's just <laughs> it's a fun spot to do that you know
1: yeah and breezy you've been to new orleans or no yeah, I was there in December. I did a little bit of a road trip, and so nice. I was there like two days. I would say, yeah, two days, two and a half days.
2: And so you remember? A, that's any a great of amount it? of time. You can get you <laughs> get a good amount done.
1: Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I do remember a lot of it. I don't like to to get drunk, but I do like I like a good buzz. So we I'm went out. Yeah, there was like fifteen of us. It was actually, it was a an interesting an interesting time because i ended up going into a house where i didn't know anybody except for one person so uh (laughs) i was on my best behavior but yeah it was a good time and i feel like i need to go back because i feel like it would be cool to go back with people i know just because i feel like you'd have more fun but um i get the itch all the time like gosh like i really want to go back (laughs)
2: so it's a good place it's, it's super cheap down here you know i hear that a lot from people that aren't from here and then people that are like born here will like Hey, it's it's not expensive. It, it's reasonable, and everybody else from like up north is like, this is a very cheap place for everything. So it's like we do we do pull in a lot of uh, a lot of tourism down here because of that.
1: I mean, those three for one beers,
2: they got me. They get me. Um, you can drink I remember,
0: outside, open container.
2: Yeah. I remember yep. I get off of work, and every place has a five dollar and twenty five cent shot of beer combo. You know, like. You know, you get your high life and your, I don't know, Jameson, whatever you have, you know, they have, they have a little list, you know, it's like for one more quarter, you can upgrade to a, a Tully, you know, so like, that was yeah. my thing. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: I have so many memories of that city. I just love it. I miss it to pieces. But what I didn't know, and at the time when I lived there, I, I mean, I was in school and I was focused on you know, working, I worked in radio there and I was not paying attention to sports really at all. At that right. point in my life, I was I mean, I was a sports fan, but I was not nearly dialed in as I am today. Uh, other priorities like getting <laughs> wasted, getting tattoos, going out. I mean, just like, you know, all the things that you do when you're in college <laughs> and, uh, I didn't know that there was actually some form of pro hockey there right before I got there. Corey, tell us about like the past of, let's focus on just new Orleans professional, like professional level hockey and tell us the history of it. And if there is any right now in new Orleans,
2: there's none in new Orleans. There are passionate relocated fans down here. A lot of Chicago, a lot of Chicago. Um, But no, when you first came was actually the end of New Orleans hockey. So in 05, we had lost our team. Um, We were playing at the, uh, I want to say it was the Municipal Auditorium. Mm -hmm. And this was the brass. And it was was the coolest logo. It was the coolest name for a team. We just did it right. And if you remember anything about New Orleans while you're here, Ray Nagin, our mayor, Mm -hmm. he was the owner of the team, which made it so much better for like nostalgic purposes. But, you know, um, when I grew up, there was hockey down here. I would go every now and then. I was, I was a little too young to really take it all in. But um, when you came here, we had lost it. But we were an affiliate for San Jose, so I know Breezy likes that. I'm a big Sharks fan, too. Um, but outside of New Orleans, you know, like after 05, like, you had to go to Baton Rouge or Lafayette and then Shreveport that's where you wanted hockey that's where you had to go and uh I just said it right before we started that like you would have loved Lafayette when you were in Baton Rouge because mm-hmm. Scott Darling was a net out there which was so awesome I love it um, I had
0: no clue <laughs> I had no clue that Scotty <laughs> Darling was literally 45 minutes away from me <laughs> and um, it, it's super like I kind of I feel really shitty about this that I didn't look, know, and it's okay. could like, I didn't.
2: I didn't know. You know how I found out was I used to work at a bar called Turtle Bay on Decatur, and when I worked there, I always had hockey on. We have like seven televisions in the front bar, so I always had at least two for hockey. And it was Chicago versus what was it, the Lightning? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the the Stanley Cup, I think was that the year when Scott Darling came in a little bit.
0: I think so. Yeah, that was the last year, the 2015 year.
2: Well, they mentioned during that playoff run that he had—he was the only player to come out of the SPHL, which I believe it's what it was called, but it was the Southern Professional League out here. Um,
0: yeah, you're right, gosh. the Southern Professional <coughs> Hockey League. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah.
2: So he was the—he's the only player to ever come out of that and make it to the NHL. And I was like, I respect this guy. I respect <laughs> this guy, and then I immediately went from <laughs> from having uh, the Lightning. To having the, the hometown hero you know like he doesn't even have to be from here he, he he's now you know born and raised in new orleans louisiana kid as soon as i heard that the whole bar was just like no nah, chicago's gonna win it and uh it was awesome when they did oh that's so funny
0: i love it okay. well so i was um doing a, like since you mentioned some of the other teams let's just get that out of the way and then let's talk about new orleans based hockey specifically okay. as opposed to the state. But there's the Shreveport mud bugs. That's the only team left, right? They're
2: yes, a tier and two they're junior. Amazing. They're amazing. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun spot. They really love their hockey out there. They do like a star Wars night every year. Uh, it's really sick. They had uh, this year. They had like the Darth Vader Jersey and it was like uh, their jerseys are like a really nice purple, almost like a bluer mint color and white and then sometimes they have the blacked out jerseys which are sick but they had that for Darth vader and it was so pretty
0: and what's like what's that like to go to a game there
2: it is the funniest thing ever it's a bunch (laughs) of like like if my dialect if you love my dialect it's like this meets just like a, a lot more country and it's just a little small network of just hockey's greatest fans like you go to these games And there's just mud bug uniforms everywhere. And then there's like people representing their favorite teams. You got Kings fans, you got Oilers fans, you got, you know, Sharks fans out there, Chicago. So it's literally a place where it's like going to a high school, like fan club, you know, it's like everybody's (laughs) in there to like represent their own little thing. It's super cool. It's like a, just a meetup for hockey fans. And these kids are fantastic. They are fantastic. There's a lot of fighting, so like I brought my wife and she loved it. Like they dropped <laughs> drop the gloves like three times. She was like, "This is amazing." I was like, "You lived out here your whole life. You are an hour away from it. You never go on any of these games. It's like twice a weekend." Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's amazing. And then there, that so that's the only, you know,
2: that's the only thing we have left, right? Because the there Canada, was for some reason can't hold hockey except yeah. for Shreveport. Shreveport was even like. A, they got nominated for the Hockey Town. I think Kraft does it. And like P.K. Subban was like, like reposted it and like tried to endorse it. So it was like, it was super cool to have that moment of like having someone as cool as P.K. like recognize like a, a small Louisiana town. What is his tie though to Shreveport? I don't think there is one. I think it's just, he uh, it was in Nashville at the time. So it's just, you know, it was just like a small a small knit country, you know, hockey-based town, and um, you know, I, I'm sure he loved that. You know,
0: yeah, that's pretty cool. And then there was the the other only other team was the Baton Rouge Kingfish. They were mm-hmm. um, in the ECHL. They were in Baton Rouge mm-hmm. um, from '96. Yeah, <laughs> and the only thing I could find in my research was that. They well they were affiliated with the Blue, St. Louis Blues and one of their former coaches was Pierre Maguire, who we all know.
2: We NFL. also have a um, in Baton Rouge right now. There's a just just like uh, just like the Bud Bugs. There's there's a young team. They're called the Louisiana Drillers and they're sick. Their coach, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, he used to play in the NHL. I believe they called them Jaws. Um, oh, I don't know. And, yeah, he was he was a big uh, <laughs> he was a big uh, enforcer type. It was really cool. Uh, I have <laughs> never never made it out to one of their games, but uh, Streetport is a little easier when we go see my my in-laws. It's mm-hmm. just like right there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna slip away for about a, you know, take about an hour drive, be back in a couple hours. You yeah. <laughs> those names are incredible. I love them. <laughs> we have the best logos too. Like yes. we have great we have great ideas for names. And turn around and just come out with bangers of logos. Like yeah, the the, uh, the second edition of the Ice Skaters in Lafayette was just beautiful. It was a very beautiful jersey. Uh, <laughs> we just we just really know how to make it look good. We're we're we can sell the product. We just can't fill it, and that's what's talking about it. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, what can you do? Well, beer league. I mean, is there any beer league leagues out there? Anything like that?
2: Not really. I think there's well, like, I think it's like they a really like small something. I think it's more of like a Baton Rouge area thing. Like they had a, they had a rink out there and even LSU had picked up their club, their club hockey team for like a year or two. I think that died down, but I'm sure that that rink is still being used for like beer league style, but it's, it's yeah. just not, we don't hear a lot about it, you know, way down gotcha. here. Yeah. How many rinks are there in New Orleans? Zero. Zero? Not even Zero. just like an ice rink to like, go I chill? I can't even get one. We have, <laughs> we have uh, at our Civic Center, they do an ice rink for Christmas and it's not worth going because it's like four hours of waiting to get 20 minutes of skate time. And then it's so congested you can't do anything. But like I think wow. the closest would be like Biloxi that would have like the least wait time to most time on ice okay so
0: there's literally no ice in louisiana no ice rinks except the one in baton rouge
2: baton rouge they probably still have one in lafayette and then shreveport that i know of are there club teams in shreveport or just uh, the pro
0: like
1: just the i think, the I think like that the
2: high school plays and stuff like that but nothing nothing really outside of it i think they're a travel team at that you know is there any like, like, so they-
1: roller hockey or anything like that
2: there was a small role hockey um, thing going on around here, but it, it died out. Okay. There's just not enough. The people that come down here are normally are feeling like they're too old to, to get back into it, or mm-hmm. it's the young people that are like wanting to organize it but just can't get enough people. Like, we've tried multiple times to try to get that community going. The best thing I can get is, is people showing up to a bar to watch games, you know? So, like, we just take what we can get. Yeah, makes sense. Well, speaking
1: yeah. of ours, where's the best bar to watch a game if you're visiting?
2: Uh, I would say Turtle Bay where I used to work. That's kind of like, that's kind of me pulling for like the home team. But uh, okay. they did just, uh, you know, when they got rid of Airbnb, really down here, we turned our two Airbnb rooms into a gigantic uh, second level bar, and they've added more TVs up there, and a lot of people go up there. But because there's so many different places you can go in the back in the main bar and then upstairs, uh the crowds die down and you can go up top and watch eight TVs of games. Like I'll just go up there and I feel like I'm like Professor X and just like tapped into every television. <laughs> you know, I can swivel around and, and look at every game I want. You know, I'm a big That's MC funny. player.
1: Yeah. Is there uh there's obviously a lot of people who relocated down there. Mm-hmm. Um So I would say that's probably more of the hockey community, just from people who have relocated. Are there any teams or a specific team that you think primarily takes over New Orleans?
2: It's kind of hard. I feel like when I worked, you know, sometimes I would have to work the door. And you just see jerseys every now and then, but I see a lot of Chicago. Okay. And I know, I know that Ray Ray's they're
1: everywhere. There, but,
2: <laughs> We're uh, everywhere. I have a, I, you know, I meet so many hockey fans out here and, uh, two of my really good friends from working out there, Matt and Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan and Ashley Ryan, they're, they're big Chicago supporters. They would come to our park for every Chicago game they could catch. So it's just like, I got really sucked into watching their games and becoming a fan, you know, because of them. So kudos to them, I guess, you know, but, um, uh, you just get a, a lot of different people come in. So, like, we had like uh, one girl that was one of our bartenders for a bit. She was a Kings fan, and just so happened to be the last year the Kings won the cup. And I remember her crying behind the bar, like I putting ice in the, in the, uh, you know, in the beer well, and I'm like, what's up? It's like, we just won it. I'm like, yeah, congratulations. Like, I don't need the Kings to win anymore, you know? Like, <laughs> but it was just awesome. You know, we do see a lot of different people. Uh, being a Montreal fan, though. I do get a lot of Montreal fans down here and then they immediately want to speak French. And then they're like, Oh, you don't speak French. I'm like, yeah. Cause I have a Southern twang and you know, it doesn't really sound like I'm from Montreal, you know?
1: Right. I think they're they, think, like, but we're in the French quarter, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? They
0: think because of the French history that everybody there speaks French in New Orleans. The French that
2: there that they would, <laughs> if I knew the French that they speak down here, it, it's something I really wish because it is so backwater it is Mm -hmm. is such a mix of of like uh like island island uh sound a little bit of german french and then just this pig latin backwater (laughs) it is just beautiful uh if you've seen uh the water boy it's farmer fran that is that is our french so it's like i wish that you know, when I'd run to a Montreal fan and they would speak French to me, I could understand it and then hit them with that twang just to <laughs> send them to the board, you know, just like, like I don't know what that was at all. You know, like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I love
0: it. So tell So your who are your teams that you support in the NHL? So Canadians, uh,
2: Montreal is my biggest team. Uh, and that is because of just the French connection, you know, um, Nashville and San Jose are my three, my top three. Okay.
0: Well, so then tell us a little bit more about the, the, the community, the hockey community in New Orleans. Like, is there a, do you organize like a Facebook group of people? Is there a place where you all hang out? Is it, or is it just really dispersed?
2: It's very dispersed. Um, there's like five or six known hockey bars that you could go to and um, you'll always find like a, a little community of, of them there. You know, like uh, Chicago, it's really taken over. Turtle Bay, you might find a lot of Boston fans at Ryans, you know, it's a big difference. Like, um, I've, I've converted my, my two cousins into Sharks fans uh, a while back. So when we go out with them, we'll go catch a Sharks game. So. There's, like, three main Sharks fans right in a bar, you know, trying to set the tone. But, uh, we're, like, little little small gangs, you know, just, like, not committing crimes, just small <laughs> little hockey groups just throughout these five different bars. And we, we see each other passing the streets and we'll chirp, but it's all in just good fun. You know, like, uh, I had a Boston fan that would come in and eat. Um, and I have a Montreal tattoo, and he would always show off his uh, Gary Cheever's mask and I used to yell at them and be like, dude, just don't, don't make me go get, like, a Ken Dryden mask just to show up <laughs> your, you know, Jerry Cheever's Like, we could play this all day. You know, it's okay. Um, but everyone's really fun out here. If you like hockey out here, like, you're looking for people like us. Because it's, you know, like, you can see it on television, but you miss that ability to talk some puck with people. And that's when you come across us, it's really fun, you know because we're so different. You know, we just want to talk any hockey because it's such a blessing to meet people that know hockey out here.
0: It's crazy. What's it like... Tell us a little bit more about what that's like to be a fan in a city where you can't even watch a fucking high school hockey game. There's literally no hockey. What? Because there's it's a, it's a, a lot of places like that, not just in mm-hmm. New Orleans, but there are so many... Places, especially in the South, that don't have hockey.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's really a pain. So, like, I mean, you can you can see it early on, just like my childhood. It was like, you know, like, Mighty Ducks come out, you know. So, I'm like, Dad, I love the Mighty Ducks, you know. And he's like, oh, well, you're too young, but let's watch Slapshot. And I get, like, thrown into that mix. I'm just the biggest hockey fan ever. My dad played a lot of NHL 94. Um, but it was just, it was like, you, you're, you're enveloped in this, this, you know, world that you have no business in down here and you go outside and it's like, okay, well, I got a two goals and I got some sticks to play and there's like, no kids want to play hockey. So there's like maybe two kids on your street that would want to play, but you really can't do anything with two kids, you know, so you just kind of shooting at the, you know, at the garage or, or just anything you can do with a friend. But it just really sucked growing up, not having a chance to play um, I remember one of your guests had said something about trying when they were younger, but it was a little too expensive for their families, a little out of the way. Same thing for me. Um, our next-door neighbor, I have no idea what his name is, but uh, he was a really awesome guy. He was a young fire, de- fire department guy, and uh, he was the coach of a team out in Baton Rouge, and he'd watch me every day play, play by myself in my driveway, uh, just you know shooting the, shooting the puck around. And he was he was like, hey, you know, like, would you like to come, you know, to Baton Rouge? We can see if you could set up to play with, you know, the season's about to start. My mom was like, OK with it, because like they wanted me out of the house because I am just to this day, I'm like a nervous wreck. I have way too much energy for the type of body that I have. And so like they put me in sports and the only sport I really wanted to play was hockey and baseball and Just be deprived of my favorite of it too. Just it sucked growing up, and then to this day, it's it's still a challenge. You got to watch it on Reddit now. Reddit doesn't have it, so now it's all right. We're going to the bar, and sooner or later they're going to ask you to buy something. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like I can't get too drunk, but I have to. You know, I have to kind of set them off to the side. You know, I can't have them back to back, or I won't leave. You know, (laughs) I'll rack up quite quite a bill i can't do that Um,
0: you should just be like here's 40 bucks i'm gonna just sit here for four hours and watch hockey just leave me the fuck alone let me yell at the tvs and you do your whatever that guy is called what what (laughs) what did you call him The The x-men the x-men the x-men thing oh professor
2: x professor x professor xavier clearly um see turtle bay's just kind of like i guess i'm like their problem child so they have no problem with me doing it but like my friends don't always want to go there you know but it's fun for me because I'll get uh you know I'll get to see old friends that still work there and then I can just be left alone to watch as much hockey as I want yeah (laughs) that's just
0: so wild I can't even imagine falling in love with a sport as a kid from you know the movies or whatever it is and wanting to do it and play and be like the players that you saw and, and have that be your outlet and really have no opportunity to do that. And, you know, because of lots of reasons and I'm glad you get to do it now though on the yeah, podcast right. network. It's, it's and insane. you get to, yeah. Oh,
1: you, you're I like, like, like
0: you have to drive now. So you could like drive to Shreveport yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You can get some hockey and you can get like buy an airplane ticket and yeah. go, you know,
1: but.
2: What that's you're going to say. I still, I still want to go to a, an actual NHL game. I've never, it's never came up at a right time for me to go, and I hate it so much because I've been a wait, fan wait, my wait. Whole life, I've never been wait, wait. to a game. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. You've never been to an NHL game still?
2: No, that's my, fun, that's my fun thing is, like, everybody's like, yeah, you know, my main goal is to go to every single arena. I'm like, I have the same goal, and we, like, start talking, like, I've gone to like 17. How many of you going to I'm like zero? But it doesn't mean that my goal is it's not, you know, something I can accomplish. You know, it just hasn't worked out. Okay. Wow. We're pause. I'm <laughs>
1: in shock. You just don't even know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Breezy, yeah, I think never fell in line. I think uh, well. I will
0: get your <laughs> ass to any arena we can when hockey gets back. Personally, I, I will. Awesome. We will. We will meet you there because <laughs> yeah. you
2: we will
1: come pick you up. Yes. and drive you. That's up.
2: Perfect. Yes. Just gonna get kidnapped. My watch like, "What's going on?" Be like, "It's all right. It's all right." You <laughs> can come too. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is how. Like, this is my luck, right? So we were going to Denver. Our, our anniversary is April third. We were going to Denver. We were gonna catch a game out there, go see some friends. Quarantine. No. <laughs> so like you going to Nashville? That didn't happen. Uh, I didn't get to go to Colorado to just check out any game I could. Um, I got friends out in Toronto. Uh, my friend was gonna pay for us to go see Habs versus Toronto one night, and uh, that fell through, and it just sucked, you know. So it's, this has been the story of my life: going to an NHL game and. The people I've converted, my two cousins have gone to games. One's going all the way to San Jose to catch a game. And I'm just like, you guys enjoy it. You know, like I can't go off to work. (laughs) I don't have the money for it right now. It's just a pain. Okay. So where should we take him? This is
0: serious (laughs) shit
1: right now. I'll go to NLU.
0: I mean,
1: we can take him anywhere. No, but this has to be very well thought out. Like... Well, he's Set a, a Canadiens fan. We've never been mm-hmm. to a Habs game, so maybe we go up to
2: Montreal. Jesus.
0: that's a, And you know what? you got plenty of time, Corey, to learn that backwoods French from Louisiana. So when we go there, you can hit them with some real chirps. I'm sure you can oh, figure um, out.
2: It's, so, it's something I'm going to do because uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of known at this point. But, uh, you know, so I am doing the Devil's Advocates. Uh, I am the e-bug, as you say, I'm an interim co-host, I've moved around, I'm a journeyman of the, pod, of the podcast network, um, but I am going to be helping take over Montreal next season, and one of, one of my fun segments is going to be trying to teach us French, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I can get a little something going. I took the wrong language in high school, I took German, so you know, I just went off the wall. I'm a big beer guy, so it's just like, oh, this is perfect, you know, German, German works,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. So Should've even when you. French. <laughs> yeah. Most kids in, in New Orleans, they'll learn French in school.
2: Spanish, French. And I was right. just like, nah. It's like, I want to go. I like, I like beer. You know, <laughs> I'm too young <laughs> to drink it, but I, I'm an adolescent. I love beer. I'm going to take German. You know, so, definitely took French.
0: <laughs> okay. Wait. So you've, I have to go back to the, so you've never been to an NHL game, but you have been to the Shreveport and
2: Mudbugs. Yeah, that is the only That's live the, game other than the brass that I've gone to. So
0: you I've did go, go see the rapier. brass,
2: yeah? But I was like Literally. kindergarten status, yeah, like bringing like a blanket with me, like right, and snacks, and you have to pee That's every
0: two cool. minutes, and down. Yeah, like, absolutely. My dad's just like,
2: you need to sit down. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe that. Okay, so you've been, you saw the brass. You've been to the Mudbugs. You
2: mm-hmm.
0: never went to Baton Rouge to see the Kingfish or the or never seen the, the Gators.
2: Or the Gators. I watched okay. Gators on on the internet because you were able to watch their games via like their their live feed. Um, yeah. And I've, I've done the same with a couple of teams. Just never never had the ability to go outside and go to a National League game. And that is wow. something like I am looking so forward to.
0: All right. That's my way to thank you for everything you've done. I'm going to figure it the fuck out. I don't know oh, when everything resumes and, and the world is back. Like we're, I'm doing this with you. This is happening. So just tell your wife that two that babes are coming to get you and <laughs> we're going to go watch some hockey. <laughs> she, like crazy yeah. said, she can come with, but she can come. We're always down for a party. Like right. she,
2: I, I, She's the same. I just don't. If there, if there isn't a lot of hitting and fighting, I don't think she'll fall into it. I, I think, like, if I put it on in the living room, she ain't going to have it. She's going to be like, oh, God, I'm going to go in the other room. <laughs> if she's at a game, I, I think it's that mentality. You get into the atmosphere. You know, like everyone said, there's no, there's no hockey like live hockey. And it's like, yeah, I get that. I just don't, you know, like, I, I know what you're saying. I just don't get it. But uh, she was the same way even with Shreveport Mudbox. You know, she loved it when she got there. I think if it's if it's a really good game, she'd love it.
0: Where could I get a black market New Orleans Brass hockey jersey? I don't collect jerseys like Breezy does. I only have one. I have.
2: I know. It wasn't a dig. That That wasn't a dig. You were like, I got one. I got one. Like, yeah, I got the bike. The collection. I got the collection. My wife's like, you got to tone it down. You know, like, like (laughs) you got it. You know, you got it. You know, I could definitely spend this on something better. You know, maybe some stuff we need around the house instead of like my. 17 jersey (laughs) like well you
1: know you gotta treat yourself sometimes you're right right
2: absolutely there you go
0: so where can i get one of these black market uh new orleans brass jerseys i feel like it's that's something i gotta have in my in my
2: life maybe like ebay yeah you can find like like that's what i was gonna do i'm over looking for ones i can wear I'm going to get like a kid's petite and put it in a frame. It'll be like 70 bucks, you know, something cheap, but I'll get it. Yeah. It'll be authentic. Um, you're going to
1: be like, I wore this when I was in first grade. Right. It's
2: just like <laughs> no one made 2018, you know, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that was a typo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this guy, um, I'm, that's my big thing. Like you're saying, like uh, I tried to jump into catching some Louisiana hockey memorabilia. And this guy, the Joy Puck Club on Instagram, guy I found just like you that was just super informative about. And he does a lot of um, like Southern hockey pucks and stuff like that. And he had a, an old brass jersey um, and I had bought it from him. It's not an authentic one, but I still love it. It's got the logo that I love the most with, the, uh, with all the, the horn instruments popping up with New Orleans brass under it, purple and gold. Um, but, yeah, I've been – been buying pucks lately. Those are a little, little cheaper. But on eBay, you can find some. You can find some good gems on there. You know, wow. stuff you'll probably fit in. Me, not <laughs> so likely. You know, like they don't have that fabric.
1: Oh my gosh! What's like your most prized possession of any hockey, whatever you have? What's like your number one thing you have? You
2: think for a home team, I would say I have a New Orleans brass puck that I just got. And it okay. is uh, – it's, it's super old, and I love it. It's got, like, that – like, you could tell it's just really old. It's just – it's not faded, but, like, the color's starting to change. It looks like maybe it was in, like, grandma's house, and she smoked a lot. So, like, the white is now a little yellow, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, my prized possession, probably, like, my PK Ban jersey, <laughs> like, okay. my Brett Burns jersey, you know, like, just my favorite players, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you do know what? Oh, go that? ahead. No, go ahead. Go no. ahead. Uh, I guess my Toronto family, like that's they basically like adopted me as like their Louisiana son. They uh <laughs> they bring me just like the craziest memorabilia down when they can. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. They had they had given me like uh, like a couple of beers like by Molson that were like the original mm-hmm. sixteen. So I have like a Canadians one. I have uh, a Toronto that's one. cool. Stuff like that. It's just like you know little things like that that. It's not as memorabilia as people would think, but that's it's big for me. You know, it's like people went out of right. their way to, to bring me home something. You know,
1: and you're a beer guy, so
2: oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm I actually like drink. It. They brought me a Tim Hortons mug that's got like a fake hockey puck at the bottom, so it can't fall. And I drink beer yeah. out of it like all the time. Like when we used to do our our uh, our video podcast, I would always come on to the set with it, drink like four beers like during the podcast. And like that would you know, that would be my segment yeah. is just talking hockey and just constantly filling a Tim Hortons cup, you know, coffee mug. <laughs> I love That's
1: it. I,
0: I've made up my mind of which Louisiana jersey I, I've decided that if it exists, which there's probably not very many and I'd have to go right to the source, but mm-hmm. I would want a Scott Darling Jersey from his time in, on the um on the the ice, ice skaters.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would get like the uh, I get the blank and find one of those just, companies that that do that and just have it put on there. Okay. Even the guy, the um, I can't remember his name, but the the guy that Goon is based off of, he played for them for like I think fourteen games.
1: You know, really? it's like a
2: small stint. But I was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, like <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. I love
0: mm-hmm. it. So, um, you we we started off by talking about how hunky hockey players are in general. <laughs> so let's come full circle here. So, who's your favorite hockey hunk, Corey?
2: Um, dude, Max Domi is one of the sharpest looking dudes I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it ain't ain't not but respect. That dude's gorgeous, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good
0: one. We haven't had Max Domi on here. I like him better without that yeah. Joker hair, though. Oh,
2: you don't know, you don't like the – he's got those weird little curls that pop up at the end. Yeah, I like the short hair. But kid's just got a uh, just the biggest smile ever. He just looks like he's having fun he every week of his life. And that is – I don't know. I just love his backstory. I loved his dad. You know, so it's just – he comes to Montreal, I'm like, oh, he's just perfect. You know, I had a breakout <laughs> year with us. I'm like <laughs> – so my new favorite, you know, him and Brendan Gallagher, you know, just hold it down.
1: Yeah, we haven't had Max yet. Max that's is a sharp-looking guy. Yep, sharp answer too. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's your favorite hockey lady?
2: Probably Schofield. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Kendall. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's
2: a good one. I
0: like yeah. her. That's insane. Okay. I'm
2: I'm just happy that they that like uh, women's hockey is getting like picked back up. It's becoming like a big deal again. It's Just more hockey for me to watch, you know. So, what if... excited to to learn more about women's hockey? You know, they're awesome. What if that's the
0: solution for New Orleans is to get a women's I'd hockey team? I would
2: love it. Love it. Um, up until we got um, uh, Zion, I was like, tank the team, tank the 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 penguin, uh the Pelicans, <laughs> yeah. we need hockey down here. You know, uh, the only reason we don't have a team is because this, you know, the, the original team came in, let's bomb it, let's get them out. You know, let's turn this ugly uh, beehive looking, you know, building into a nest for hockey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so how can we support you and how can everybody listening support like what are you doing as the messiah of the revival of hockey in new orleans like what are you doing is there anything people can do are there petitions we can sign like what like what is the advocacy behind uh bringing hockey there
2: right now there's not much going on i did take a break <laughs> from uh, from a lot of social media especially with the quarantine i was like this is you know i'm still working but this is the time for me to kind of work on myself a little bit more. But, um, uh, you know, when we were doing it, we were trying to organize people, get people to watch games. You know, the more people we can get at a bar, that's an extra person we might be able to sway to watch a game. You know, why are all these hockey fans at this specific bar? We're super nice down here. That's what's awesome about the hockey community. There's not a lot of snobs, except for, like, the people that live here, not snobs, people that come here. Me and my cousin will be like, that's a great jersey, and they'll just pompously walk, you know, walk away, (laughs) throwing those shoulders out. And I'm like, that's really nice. Like I just wanted to have a conversation. You know, I'm bored, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But um I mean, hopefully when things go back to normal, I'd like me and my cousin will probably start back up trying to get some more, you know, viewing parties going back on at bars. Um right now we're just looking to grow a fan base. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it hasn't worked in the past as far as like organizing to play any type of hockey out here. Um, But right now we're just trying to get people to find the love of hockey, you know. So if that's just going to a bar and hanging out with some hockey fans, we'll take it one step at a time.
0: Yeah, because the brass was successful when they were there based on my research. Like they were winning.
2: Yeah, we were great. Money. Uh, There was no
0: money issue really well until –
2: until the, until the end. And it was because they were trying to – it's kind of like what happened with the Islanders, you know, going from – was it mm-hmm. Brooklyn to, to uh, the Island? Uh, we were having the same thing. So we'd go from the, the auditorium where everybody went and then go on to play at Smoothie King Center where not as many people would go. But they were going to make it to where you could – they were going to move the team completely to share the ring, share the arena with the basketball team, and that's when they brought the pricing. The pricing went up, and all of that, and it just kind of folded on itself. But if yeah. we would have stayed away from the basketball scene, we would have had a great community, small barn. You know, where it's a small community, so the barn was right. packed. You know, it's the best. they just tried. They just wanted to to bring it to the next level, and it just didn't. It oh. didn't work out.
1: I think I have a great idea. <gasps> next season. Playoff run Let's get all of the people we know who travel really well, you know, because there, there's a lot of people from certain teams that they have a core group of people who will travel mm-hmm. to other arenas. Maybe we just say, Let's have a giant party, we'll go down and visit you <laughs> and just <laughs> fill your favorite bars full of all these hockey. Right. We'll just watch playoff hockey for like I don't know, maybe four days.
2: Yes, okay, it's not hard. Uh... It's, you know, it's it, you could, if you could bring people there. to drink, the bars will very easily take it over. You know, be like This sounds great. You know, we'll do whatever you want. <laughs> we should
1: try it. We should I'm all for I'm this. We gotta, we gotta make this like a, like a house of hockey invade. Yes, mm-hmm. I think we should do it. Yes, yeah, any reason I'm to it. That Sounds world fun. Sound good. We have like a year to fun. make this all happen. So okay. I think we can get the word out. Yeah. You know, soon it. as
2: soon as we start you know like who doesn't want to come to new orleans and have you know a good time and if you're a beers. hockey fan yeah. be able to have a good time very cheaply out in the public with a beer or what what have you a wine spritzer with you know whatever be able to watch your favorite team in the playoffs or, yeah.
1: I, you know, i'm I, just a fan
2: overall so it's whoever's playing i'll watch it you know so
0: same we both we both are will i watch playoff hockey regardless of my whether my team's in it you know who we got to get to come to this party though that i think will really i think we've need to we need to we need to get scott darling involved we need to make (laughs) him the advocate of bringing hockey back to louisiana in in especially new orleans um or lafayette if we have to but you know, I'll New Orleans you, is better, but yeah, we'll take it. Uh, I think we need to invite Scotty and we got to have him bring some buddies and we got to have him start a petition and get like, I, I'm, I'm sure I can figure out how to get him a meeting with the officials in the city. Like we got to just bribe some people. Right. That's how New Orleans works. That's how it right? works. That's right.
2: how it works. You know, right. we, uh, you every, go. every team is owned by one, one family. So, you know, it's got to get that one family to be like, this is some more money you could make, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So uh, tell us where people can listen to you on the Hockey Podcast Network and shout out all your handles and, or, you know, any final thoughts you need to, to say about everything New Orleans hockey, Louisiana hockey, and then uh, promote yourself.
2: Yeah, no problem. Um, you can listen to me every week. I am on Habs Nightly. And I'm also on the Devil's Advocate with co-host Shane of the Senators Podcast and our new and upcoming guy, Neil Villapiana, who's going to be doing a lot more with us soon with uh, New Jersey. Um, but you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Body Vendors. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy to spell as well. I tried to make it as simple as possible. But um, as far as Louisiana hockey, we're, we're very passionate. We're, we're a small-knit community but the passion and the love for the game is there. And we, if you're from here, that vibrant personality makes people want to watch it with you, you know? So it's really fun to, to watch hockey with the natives, you know? So <laughs> that's what we're just trying to do down here. You know, it's just prove that, that we can, we can once again have hockey back in a great state and have it flourish. Thank you, Corey. Sounds
1: good to me. I think I need to go down there and catch a game.
2: <laughs> well let me know you know we'll go hit up one of five bars (laughs)
1: Well, we'll hit up all five why not
2: (laughs) perfect perfect i'm known like
0: (laughs) oh what are the five bars tell us the names again so if people want to go when they're there
2: the best i'd say the best three right now that you could go to i would say turtle bay i'm going to say that's the number one got to represent the whole the home team uh you can go to the american sports Saloon. that's also called the ass bar (laughs) <laughs> that's literally on the corner of Tur- right by turtle bay uh you can go to ryan's it is two or three businesses from the house of blues you can catch games at industry bar right across the street from it and i'm trying to think of the last place that somewhere uptown my friend goes to i've never ventured that far yet kind of keep it in the city it's a little easier to walk mm-hmm. but uh most places you can just pester them enough to get some hockey on but those are those in that tight little community area four bars that are definitely worth going to have a watch at. Awesome. Thanks, Corey. No problem. It was fun. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey
0: podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.